You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon. Welcome to After The Show. Hello, Sid Talk. How are you doing? Uh, hello. I'm all right. <laughs> you sound a bit weird. I feel Why a bit weird? weird. Just in the last couple of hours, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, oh, I don't feel well. So stay, stay away from me with your contagious whatever it is. <laughs> you don't know. It could just be something I ate, except I do have a fever. So, but I'm all right. We, the podcast goes on. You need I'm to. A, I'm a true show woman. You are. You're going to put on your chipper voice. I am going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I want to lay down and, uh, you know, just lay down. So if it just ends up me talking and yeah. Sintar falls asleep. <laughs> I'll be like laying on the floor over here. So before the after the show discussion was? Me feeling crappy, you getting the mail, and this movie. It is. That about summed it up. So welcome to Oscar weekend. And because it's Oscar weekend, we're watching a Best Picture nominee, which is the movie King Richard. It's Saturday, March the 26th. This is after the show 729. We're a movie review podcast, and every week we review a movie. And this week it's King Richard. It's released on Blu-ray now. You can pick it up on Blu-ray, streaming, anywhere. PG-13, and our friends at Warner sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of King Richard. It is a somewhat fictionalized version of Serena and Venus Williams' fathers plan to get them from get them through to be pro tennis, the amazing professional tennis players that they are or were. I don't know if they still play, but that's all it is. Seems like they're coaches now. Oh right, just reading. So yeah, I knew nothing about this story. Don't follow sports at all. I know who they are, but I don't watch tennis. Do you? I do not. So I didn't know the story. So what I found interesting about the movie was that you know that they succeed, right? As soon as it starts, you know that they're going to become successful at the end. Right. I mean, I can't imagine anyone who hasn't heard of them. You just don't know. No, I don't think most people know the actual story in between Mm. there, right? And the story in between there is quite interesting. I didn't find it fantastically interesting for me. Goodness. But it is quite interesting. History versus Hollywood is your friend if you want to see how true they kept it to the real life story. Historyversushollywood.com. Dot com, yeah. yeah. We're not shills for them, but they no. do do a good job of investigating how close movies are to the real life events. And this one, I would say, is like 70% there with the true life stuff. Sounds like it. But this movie was also based on Richard's memoir, which he wrote a few years back. So, how did you like it, Sid Talk? I really enjoyed it. And that is all. <laughs> the end. No, I just really, I think, for me, on this one particular, the story I didn't know, really kind of the dynamic of the family, which, again, it's a somewhat fictional version of everyone, which that's how it works when you make a movie about real-life people who are still alive, in fact. But the performances, I mean, seriously, every single person, down to, like, the bad guys who tried to harass him on the tennis court and the snotty kids at the tennis camp, all of everybody. I just was compelled. And especially Will Smith and the wife, and I forget her name. Her name was 
ingenue, and yeah. she was amazing. Now she's up for an Oscar for. I feel like, and the young ladies, all of them, every single one, I was convinced they were a family. I was hooked by the people playing the people, and by the people they were playing. Do you see that as a tongue twister there? Yeah, so I loved it. So I'm not generally into sports movies because I'm not into sports, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, they turn me off. You know, I don't like baseball movies or American football movies. There are a few exceptions. Any given Sunday, I, I really enjoyed, but I think it's just because of Oliver Stone. You know, yeah, I was on an Oliver Stone kick at the time, and I really like mostly sports movies bore me to tears. Now, this movie doesn't really concentrate on the sport a lot. It's more human drama, right? Correct. There are points of time in the movie where you have to watch a tennis match. If you find that incredibly boring, you might not like it. But I think that's a reenactment of the tennis match. I have to ask you this because I know nothing about sports. The end scene of this movie, the last 20 minutes, is a reenactment of the final match. Not of the final match, of the first professional match that Serena ever played when she was 14. Right. Is it accurate, do you know? Uh, remember that, that question? That was one thing that was... Remember pro- that question you asked me earlier about, do I watch tennis? <laughs> I don't, and I don't remember if that was... It must be. I mean, the whole world could be, like, called bullshit if it wasn't accurate, yeah. right? I was going to say, I find that must be quite difficult to, like, film a tennis match, and it has to be identical to a tennis match that exists. Because how do you... You know, it's a lot of double takes and... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and did you like... I liked the tennis match. I thought it was done really well. What I actually thought was, while I was watching the tennis match, was I wish real tennis matches were done in this style. Like, (laughs) like right behind the person. Because a lot of it was, wasn't it? Like, uh, right on the shoulder of the person. And the camera, like, really in there, rather than, you know, when you watch tennis on TV. A lot of it is from, like, a weird angle. Like, floating above, kind of. True, so you can see everything. Yeah, this was super cinematic, right behind the people, you know, really in the faces. You can see everything. I was hoping. Well, actually, the other day we saw a clip of Formula One, Lewis Hamilton racing, remember? And the thing that struck me about that, I don't watch Formula One, was how incredible the cinematography of it was. Just a live sporting event. You remember, we watched Mm -hmm. it on Gogglebox. Yeah. And it looked like you were watching a movie, like yes, Days the of Thunder. Opposite, yeah, the very opposite is like, it's real, but you're like, this is a movie. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wow, like sports, the way they film sports has come a long way. And this tennis match made me think that tennis needs to be filmed this way. Like get Michael Bay to film the tennis. <laughs> no, thank you. Every now and then an explosion goes off. Add some urgency to it. I think maybe actual tennis fans would not agree with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly a character piece. I did like the characters in this movie. I think Will Smith was overdoing it sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, with the accent. And the- I don't know, because never really, I've never seen a lot of videos um, of the father guy. So right. I would have to see that. But to me, it wasn't. So I was all right with it. But I found the story to be interesting. But this is what I said to you. This is my criticism. And it is up for best picture. I don't see it as a best picture kind of movie. I disagree. I don't feel like the actual filmmaking part of it is as good as people are leading you to believe. Well, what's, what are the... I feel like the performances and the telling of it and the pace of it and how it stuck really strongly to what their narrative was, that this is a parent, two parents 
who have decided that their two daughters are going to be champions and all their daughters are going to be successful, right? That's the narrative of the movie. That it really stuck to that and that his character supported that with all of his choices. The mother was amazing in the way that she dealt with some of his shenanigans. So I feel like it is Oscar kind of worthy and I don't even like awards. I think they're kind of bullshit at this point, but I feel like the performances and the way that it's told. I 100% agree. I could see Will Smith getting an Oscar for this. It's the movie itself. I feel like it's just really ordinary. I don't think, I don't think it looks that great a lot of the time. It just looks like a TV movie a lot. You are hardcore. I think that's it's my, uh, fine. That's my criticism of it. Goodness. It's not super cinematic, aside from the sports. Are you sports. sure you're not the one with the fever? <laughs> you know, the sports uh, event part is pretty cinematic. But the rest of it, I found really kind of ordinary. I know maybe it was supposed to be. I doubt it. But then again, it's not explosions and like big dramas. And when he's even confronted with, you know, violence, there it isn't like a big, violent Michael Bay scene. It's just a subtle... Okay, this is the choice I'm making, walking away. And if you're grown up enough to deal with that, <laughs> I feel like that's really good movie making. No, I just found it felt like a lifetime TV show, TV movie type thing. What's wrong with that? The actual, well, I'm just talking about a movie that is up for best picture mm. at the Oscars. The best picture of 2021, including all the other movies. I don't see this as being that. Mm. But I do agree that the performances are very good. But the actual movie itself, I think it is pretty ordinary when you look at it. That's just my opinion. Oh, well, you're saying it like it's just definitively. No, it's not definitive. <laughs> it's just my opinion. I know. I'm I know kidding. you like it more than I do. I do. Does it make you want to go and learn about the girls and properly in real um, life? Not really. I feel like I've seen them enough in the news for that part of them. I don't mind watching tennis matches, too. I wouldn't watch old tennis matches, but it's kind of fascinating to see their real-life footage, you know, at times. Because I am not an athlete. And so anyone who is, like, a supreme athlete, I'm like, oh, my God. That is an amazing human thing you're doing that I will never do. So I kind of enjoy real-life tennis matches. Maybe if you're not into tennis and then you decide, oh, I'll watch some tennis because it looks interesting. Maybe it is best to go and watch the best matches that were ever played, rather than just watch some new tennis, you know? What kind of an attitude is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> like, if I was, like, going... So well, stop everyone, stop the sport now, and just pick the best till now, Yeah, and that's it. It doesn't nope. need any new. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to watch some Formula One, I'd go and watch, like, the best Formula One. If I wanted to watch England play football, I'd go and watch that 1966 match, because that's the only match they did well in, right? Hmm... I don't, I don't think that's how sports should progress. Also, I'm not a sports authority in Correct. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> in fact, I try and avoid sports at all costs. I know. I'm married to you. All right, so let's go on to the cast. Will Smith as Richard Williams. I definitely agree that he has a good performance, aside from I thought he was overdoing it at points. Yeah, I, was, I loved watching him. That was great. I could see him winning the best actor because... It kind of hits all the notes. Yeah, but who's he? Com who's he playing? Who is he going up against? Will be the question. Yes. Well, lots of other actors who are very good. Uh, guys, <laughs> very specific. Thank you. Yes. But hey, I'll figure it out after this podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Is it the best I've ever seen Will Smith ever? Muhammad Ali was probably the best one. 
I went and looked back. I was like, maybe I can find like my favorite Will Smith movie. I couldn't. I could tell you I like Men in Black and stuff, but I was looking for something more meaty than that. Yeah. And Ali stands out because I think he was excellent in that movie. But then I couldn't really find another one, you know, where, where he was serious acting, let's call it, rather than Men in Black. I feel like that's insulting somehow, but I get what you're throwing. <laughs> rather than popcorn flicks. I know what you're saying, but still. Because he's in tons of popcorn You have to make flicks. an effort. To do all the movies, right? Even if it's crappy. I'm I mean, not sure he's where, fine in pop conflicts. I'm not sure I'm where you're setting the standard that a popcorn performance is somehow actually like less. If it's entertaining and it's good and it's the character and you're all in. I agree. It's the same as somebody who's like, you know, Sophie's choice. It's just different. And a lot of people will disagree, but. I agree. But I was coming at it from a awards angle and mm. then Ali stuck out. And then nothing really else apart from the one that you mentioned, which I don't even remember. Mm. What was that one called? Happiness. In Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So we've also got Anjanu Ellis as Brandy Williams. What did you think of her? She was awesome. To me, almost the best thing in the whole movie. She's not a thing, but I kept wanting to see more of her. I wanted to hear what she had to say. There were a couple scenes where I was just like, girl, I'm afraid of you. Like she was pissed off at him for doing things. My favorite scene was where... He stopped the van and let the girls out and drove off. Yeah, and she was not happy. You could see oh how mad she was immediately. Ooh. And she was just good. She had, And when she went to talk to that neighbor lady, yeah. and I just feel like she was. I mean, the girls were amazing, but that lady made me want to see her all the time. We've got Demi Singleton as Serena Williams. Excellent. Very, very excellent. Because this covers, I was expecting, and it didn't happen in this movie, for other actors to take over at some point. I thought it was going to go forward in time, didn't I you? I did too, for a little while. Yeah, and that, but it doesn't. It sticks with this certain amount of time. How long was it? Like maybe... Four years, I think. Yeah, and so the girls are always a certain age. But Demi Singleton, who plays Serena, she was pretty good. I, I thought she was the right amount of intense. Yes. But then also a girl as well. She's like fun. And then you've also got Sunia Sidney as Venus Williams. What did you think of her? Very good, because she has to be a little more sort of like calm and intense. Still fun, but I think, I mean, I don't know much about Serena and Venus, real people, but I feel like they did a good job of sort of giving me the differences. I mean, they are sisters, and so one of them is kind of calm and cool and a little more quiet, and one is a little more like she just kind of sits and broods a little bit more. That would have been Serena, and I feel like she did a great job. We've also got, this is my favorite performance in the whole movie. John Bernthal as Rick Mackey. <laughs> you know, John Bernthal, you see him as certain things, brooding and tough. This guy is none of those things. Correct. And I was really impressed with it. From the moment he opened his mouth, I was like, whoa, John Bernthal, but he's not being the Punisher. He's actually being something completely different. Or Shane from The or Walking Shane. Dead. <laughs> They're pretty much the same thing, though, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Intense. No offense, to, but yeah. But this guy's not intense and brooding. He's, well, he is kind of intense, but in a different way. He's kind of. He's got a really strong accent, which is, I don't and know, And a really Boston funny haircut. Or something. Yes. But I, I enjoyed him a lot. I thought he was, wow, that's really a standout performance from him. Liked the movie for that a lot. And also I put down Tony Goldwyn as Paul Cohen, who's mm, like the yeah. coach guy. The before, first coach. Yeah. yeah, before John Bernthal comes on the scene. And I really like him too, but he gets kind of stiffed over in this movie, doesn't he? I mean, he, you know. (laughs) 
This is directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. He, he directed Monsters and Men and Joe Bell. Don't know either of those movies, mm-hmm. not seen them. What did you think of his directing? I really liked it. I liked that it was uninvolved, right? It wasn't uninvolved when you're telling the story about real people and you're not trying to hype up these tennis matches because the first match that she played, spoiler alert, she did not win the first professional match, right? Right. So you don't get this like pounding music and stuff. There are moments of just silence, a little bit of, you know, score, and she's just standing there. But it's not like, dun, 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 and then she slammed. I mean, it's just very subtle. That could be editing and music and everything. But I feel like the directing is exactly right for telling a story about real people who are still alive, right, in the world, and want to have to tell a very specific story. So I liked it. Yeah, they didn't really go like Karate Kid with this movie. No. Not like all, all drama and, you know, crazy. Correct. It's more subtle than that. All right, so what are IMDb reviews? Uh, there's a website called imdb.com, and you like to go on there and find one-star reviews to make fun of. All right, <laughs> number one. Should have been titled Oscar Bait. This guy says, No movie this year shamelessly begs to be given an Oscar more than King Richard. Will Smith should have just worn a shirt in the movie saying, Please give me an Oscar. Look how hard I'm acting. And that's the problem. You can tell he's acting. He sucks. Oh, well. Super friendly. Yeah, say what you mean. Say what you mean. Yeah, really. This guy says, Second guy, Garbage. This is an absolute piece of crap. Not only is the subject matter coma-inducing, The decision to cast overrated talents, including Will Smith, makes it suck even more. The end? Yes. Oh my. And number three is meh. Once again, another overrated performance by Will Smith. More and more, his roles are self-serving. It seems like all he wants is an Oscar. (laughs) There's that voice. (laughs) It's different though. It's that person. Those are the fine people at IMDb who didn't like this movie. There are extras on this Blu-ray. There are quite a few. There are, there's The Making of King Richard, Will Smith as Richard Williams, Venus and Serena visit the set and deleted scenes. We watched uh, one or two and uh, they're just, they're extras, right? Yeah, they're not super inspired. It's basically just your straight up old fashioned DVD extra. If you go to historyvershollywood.com after the movie, you'll learn a lot more by reading that one page. About the movie. True. So, in conclusion, what are we going for on this movie? I'm going to give this movie, King Richard, a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10? Wow. You are cruel today. I am. I'm giving it like an 8.5. Well, difference of opinion. That is perfect. You have got a fever, though, so. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not fair, because I actually really enjoyed it. So, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to my 6 out of 10. So that is King Richard. And it is not a period King. piece set in the Middle Ages or anything It's a like period that. piece because it's set back in the 90s. Yeah, it is. The 90s. But no further back than that. I'm sorry, the 1990s. So thank you to Warner Brothers for letting us review the movie. And good luck in the Oscars there, Mr. William Smith. Next week, we're looking at the new movie Scream. And we'll be screaming all the way to the bank. I don't think that's accurate. We've watched all the Scream movies and now we're going to watch a new Scream movie. I have not watched all the Scream movies. I have. I have not. So there. (laughs) 
All right. Movie recommendations. I was looking for my favorite Will Smith movie, so I picked Independence Day. How about that? It was very pedestrian, but okay. And then I looked for my favorite John Bernthal thing, and that's Baby Driver by Edgar Wright. Oh, right. So I picked that as well. You did love Baby Driver. I do. But it, the fact that it has Kevin Spacey in it, it kind of bugs me now. Mm, he, he, he ruined it for me. He ruined it. Being him. Yeah. Uh, mine are... Go- First, I'm going to start with this. I was in a hotel room the other day. I was with my mother and my sister. Not like, you know. And when I was waking up at about 7 a.m., the TV was still on and it was muted, but it was The Predator or just Predator. I don't know. And it just started. I know this movie very well. You know, they're in the helicopter and da-da-da-da. And watching it without sound, it really holds up. <laughs> now, some of the special effects, a little crappy, but still. I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying. It was right. one of those throwback movies that I watched. And I'm like, oh, I could lay here and watch this. Muted. No problem. And then my other ones are going back to the 90s. Reservoir Dogs, one of your faves. Medicine Man, Wayne's World, Men Behaving Badly, and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Men Behaving Badly is a TV show. So we get Arnie and Rocky in there. For you, Sylvester. Why did a TV show appear in your Which movie one? list? Men behaving badly. That's a movie. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, unless I grab TV shows too. Might be a TV show. It's that TV show from the UK that I oh, like. Oh, well, there you go. The, we I watched have a the fever. Whole I have a fever. You do. But <laughs> I would recommend that because it is funny. It is pretty funny. Yeah. So Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing more Horizon Forbidden West and Sid Talk's been watching. Do you like it still? I do. I'm looking forward to watching some of it tonight if you're up for it. We've got about three story missions left. I just keep getting sidetracked and going doing other stuff. I mean, you do all the work and I just sit there and watch. The game is like that, though. There's so many things to do. Mm -hmm. You can sit down for a session thinking, I'll sit down and do some something. And then 20 minutes later, you're just like collecting stuff in a field or trying to... Because you love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, you know, it's kind of... I don't want it to end either. In fact, if it ends, I almost want to go and play the original one again. You know what I mean? Like to start again from the beginning. So I'm trying to prolong the act of it. The other thing is, not been playing any other games apart from Gran Turismo. Oh, that's an interesting one. Been playing more Gran Turismo on PS5. They did have some downtime the other day where it, the whole game was offline for 24 hours nearly. It was annoying because you can't play the game at all while it's offline. When it came back online, they had some kind of excuse that, you know, they did a patch and something went wrong. But what I'm here to tell you is if you were affected by that patch, you know, you bought the game and then it was offline and you were kind of pissed off that day. If you go and log on to Gran Turismo this week, you get a million free credits in your bank account on the game. So you can go and buy a really fancy new car. So they did do something to try and appease people. But still, I don't think it's right that it was down for 24 hours. Do you? Um, right as in immoral, I don't think, or ethical, as long as they're I doing... I don't think they should be taking your money and then on the launch week, it not work. I think you have expectation that things don't just happen. I'm right. not saying it's a thing that just happened. Big corporations do all kinds of shit and then they lie about it. But I'm just saying you you need to account for the fact that it's a huge network, a lot of data, right? A lot of things going on. You We don't really know what happened. So I'll give them a little slack. 
I will. This time, the million credits has schmoozed me over a little bit. Oh, you're easy to buy out. But next time, I might not be as schmoozed. You might have to give me two million credits. I get you. So that's uh, Gran Turismo 7. It's out now. What's for dinner? Well, you're going to make yourself a sandwich because... It'll be think, really boring if I make it. I don't think I feel like making a sandwich. I'll be honest. It'll be butter uh, and a piece of cheese. And some potato chips. There's some potato chips. Maybe. Or just cheese. I mean, cheese. you're just going to have to fend for yourself on this one. <laughs> I'm going to have butter and cheese then. <laughs> you're saying that like you're a child <laughs> defying a, a parent who would say, no, you can't. I don't give a shit what you eat. So, Because you are a grown man. I trust your judgment. See how I turned that around on you? What is your advice? And we'll go. I'm, I'm sorry we're not very long this week, but Sid Todd needs to go and lie down. Oh, well, that's your decision. I feel like I'm stable at the moment. My advice is that something occurred to me that really bugs me, and I never really had the right little phrase for it, but I figured it out. That when you make an effort, right, to do or to make or to accomplish anything, that is very different than working hard. Making an effort to do your job well depends on the job. My job, I make an effort to do it well. It's IT, it's, you know, data and uh, operations in a data center. And the tasks that I need to perform, I strive to do them well and make the effort. It is not, however, hard work. Now, by the end of some days, I'm just like, oh, God, it was like an all day thing of, problem solving and dodging things and negotiating problems and all that kind of stuff. Again, that is not hard work. That's making an effort to deal with everything as it comes. This is all, of course, my interpretation of what hard work is. Hard work is very different. I think that teachers (laughs) work hard, right? It's hard work. People like emergency room doctors, ER people who drive ambulances, Soldiers who are in the middle of terrible things. That's hard work. So when someone says, oh, I've been working so hard lately at work, and you're like, you know what they're doing? Like lots of Zoom calls and meetings and putting out fires and solving things. All very important. But it isn't hard work to me. It's making an effort. So like making a big effort can also make you tired and make you drained and make you feel frustrated. I get it, but it's still two very different things. So there you go. Take that out into the world. And remember, I have a fever, so could be skewed by that. Well done. If you want to catch this podcast, go to aschoolie.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can catch the podcast itself on anchor.fm slash after the show, aschoolie.com, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that podcasts are available, including Amazon Music. You can also email me, Ascully at Don't email Sid Talk, she's got a fever. And <laughs> finally, stay classy, Mr. Will Smith. And you, I feel like you'll get the Oscar this weekend. Mm, I'm going to say, oh, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>